Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. My brand new book, Midwife Pip's Guide to a Positive Birth, is now available. So much more than a book, this is a guide that allows me to hold your hand through your birth preparation journey. With over a decade of experience and knowledge packed in to ensure you really are empowered in the way you deserve to achieve a positive birth, regardless of the twists and turns that crop up. Make sure that you get your hands on Midwife Pip's Guide to a Positive Birth Book now and are empowered to have the birth experience that you deserve. Hello, I'm Midwife Pip and welcome to the Midwife Pip podcast, the home of honest expert chats. My mission is to provide you with the very best support and information through pregnancy, birth and beyond with my online courses over at midwifepip.com. And as a podcast listener, I'm also offering you an exclusive 15% off all my online courses using code PODCAST15. With no further ado, let's get chatting. So this week's episode is a little bit different to all of the episodes I've done previously. And that is because this week, it is just me. Uh, It is just me here talking to you guys. And I'm going to share my birth story with you. So really quite personal. And it feels strange being sat here talking to you guys about my birth story. Because... It's honestly something I never intended on sharing. I think because it is such a personal and precious journey, I always intended to actually keep it quite private and secret. And then I really reflected because I definitely, in my pregnancy and in part of my psychological birth preparation, I absolutely experienced firsthand the power of reading and reflecting upon positive and empowering birth stories. There are so many horror style stories out there to be read. Um, And it's a little bit like restaurant reviews, right? Everyone leaves a bad review, but we often forget to celebrate the good ones. And I feel like birth has kind of slipped into that trap too. Now, as a midwife, I predominantly currently work in quite a high risk setting and have done for the past few years, witnessing all types of birth, many obstetric emergencies and many of what may have been featured in those scary birth story columns, if such thing existed. So I think it's really important that I actually do share mine with you, which does feel a bit daunting, I'll be honest. And my arm really has been twisted because fitting with my ethos of supporting women to be excited for birth and not feel scared of it, I feel it is really important that I openly and honestly share my experience with you guys. So where do I start? First of all, I 
didn't really feel fearful of labour and birth. Now, I know so many women do, and it is not your fault if you fit in that camp. Why are we so fearful of birth? Well, when we look at what we see on the television, what we see in the media, when we look at those horror-style birth stories, it is no wonder we are scared of labour and birth because all we are shown is things going wrong, women screaming and shouting. So it looks fairly horrific. So it isn't it isn't our fault, you know, that is what we're almost kind of brainwashed with, if you like. But actually, we live in an era where birth is safer than ever. And that is thanks to medical intervention, which sometimes does get a really bad rap, but it saves lives. So it's important, I think, we strike that balance. And I feel like I really went into my labour and birth with my eyes wide open being acutely aware of all the things that go wrong, given my job um, as a midwife, but also aware of my rights, my choices, what I was and was not comfortable with. And I think that was game changing for my mindset, but also for my husband. Now, the 17th of September, 2021, was hands down the most amazing an empowering day of my life. And that was the day that our son, little Finley, was born. And we are almost a year on from that day when when this goes out. But honestly, every day since my birth, I have reflected on our experience with the most positive thoughts. I genuinely believe that it really shaped how I went into the postpartum, especially those early weeks, how I recovered, how I found those newborn days and weeks, because as much as I was sleep deprived and navigating breastfeeding and this whole new role and job that I was just winging, like we all do, of being a mother, I felt incredible. I was like, look what I have just done. Like, I just couldn't believe how powerful my body was, even though I was vulnerable and learning this new role and and all of that stuff. I just held on to these incredible positive memories of birth. And I think for my psychological well-being in the postpartum, that was invaluable. And I often explain the importance of good quality honest, evidence-based antenatal education to women in that your birth is so much more than one day. It really is the creation of memories that stay with you forever. And my goodness, I now feel how true that is. Like I just had the best birth and I honestly cannot wait to do it again. Um, My husband might be slightly concerned to hear that but um, it was incredible. So on the 16th of September, 2021, (laughs) it's time for a quick pause so that I can share some information with you about my favorite topic, exercising in pregnancy. We're now seeing evidence that exercising in pregnancy may be one of the best things you can do for your baby's future health. For some free coach-led workouts tailored to your trimester, sign up to aptoclub.co.uk. I went to see our community midwife on the 16th, so the day before Finley was born, for a stretch and sweep. Um, So at this point, I was one day past my estimated due date, although we all know how reliable those are. Um, And we had tried two days previously, but my cervix was just too far back. And Finley's head was too low, so we couldn't successfully do it. Um, 
So I suppose that's the first note to anyone listening who may be approaching their due date perhaps or have had a stretch and sweep that wasn't successful. Do not be disheartened if you do have an unsuccessful stretch and sweep, partly because the evidence for their success just isn't there. Um, And secondly, because just a couple of days later, Not only was it successful, but my cervix was three centimetres dilated, nice and thin, so what we tend to call fully effaced, and my waters went, ta-da! I'd call that pretty good progress, so I felt super excited at that point. And if I'm honest, also really grateful and relieved, because like many women who watch their due date come and go, I was starting to feel really impatient And I'm kind of cross with myself for that because I know, I'm sure you know as well, due dates are an estimation and we say a normal gestational period is between 37 and 42 weeks. Very common for first time mums to go past their estimated due date and that's not a problem. But I, I did feel impatient, I really did. So until my due date, I was really calm. I really wanted to get to my due date. Um, I didn't feel ready for him to come until then. It wasn't that I was uncomfortable, anything like that. I just got to my due date and then was like, well, I'm ready. Come like, come on. I'd had a, had a few days to relax. I've been going swimming every morning and I kind of knew what was ahead of me. I felt as prepared as I possibly could. So I was like, right, let's crack on. Let's meet this little boy that's wriggling around and, and fall in love with him. And And so, yeah, I was ready. So I was relieved that my waters went because I knew that meant this baby was going to come soon. Um, And if if I hadn't gone in spontaneously within 24 hours and I would be offered an induction of labour at that point. So naturally, I was keen to get into spontaneous labour. And I can't really say at that point when my waters went that I was contracting. I definitely had some kind of niggly, maybe period type pains, but that was all. Um, But thanks to my midwifery knowledge, and just like I discussed on all my courses, I knew exactly how I could support my body and my baby at at this point to try and get into that next stage, that spontaneous labour that was the plan A. Um, So I phoned my husband, I phoned a good friend of mine who was going to be on call for us as our midwife to say, right, this has happened, my waters are broken, Um, not really contracting, let's just see what happens. This was about three o'clock in the afternoon. Um, my husband's a teacher, so I said, there's no rush to come home, you know, do the food shop on your way home, because we had, like, nothing in the fridge. Um, I'll let you know if anything anything happens. Anyway, I think, I think he got very excited. So when his work day finished, my husband rushed home, was, like, washing up, cleaning, getting the house all ready. And I was like, I'm not really contracting yet. We've probably got a bit of time. Um, but he wanted to be all ready and prepared. And I think feel helpful, I think, at that stage, because I wasn't in pain or nothing was really happening. There wasn't really a role or a job for him. And we discussed my birth preferences and what his roles and responsibilities were going to be. We kind of weren't at that stage. So I think for him, getting the environment ready felt like a good thing to do. Um, and he knew my plan was to breastfeed. And he knew from my breastfeeding course that hydration is important when you're breastfeeding and nutrition. So everywhere that I might have found myself breastfeeding, he filled up a different water bottle and had like a different snack bar, which actually I laughed at the time, came in really damn handy a couple of days later. Um, so yeah, definitely a good top tip there for birth partners when it comes to those early stages of labour and you might feel a little bit of a loose end, it was actually really handy. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the 
must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. So we had a really nice dinner. I think we had like a chicken and vegetable homemade soup that I had kind of whipped up. So nothing delightfully exciting, but something that was, you know, full of some goodness. Um, We went for a nice long walk, had a beautiful massive pad wedged in my knickers um, with some loose tracksuit bottoms on over the top. And I was like, does it look like I'm wearing a nappy? Because it feels like it. Did not feel glamorous, but anyway... Nice good walk around the block, came back, had our dinner, then went for another walk. I spent the whole evening bouncing on my birth ball, um, drinking plenty, had my nice candles on, had some clary sage in my aromatherapy diffuser, just created a really beautiful oxytocin promoting environment, which we know is so important for suppressing that adrenaline and helping spontaneous labor to follow. And then by kind of nine o'clock at night, Nothing was really happening again. There was some mild on and off period pains, nothing. I was really comfortable. So I was like, right, let's get some sleep. And I definitely felt a bit of anxiety falling asleep because I knew if I woke up in the morning and I hadn't gone into spontaneous labor, I was probably going to need to be induced um, by three o'clock that day. So I was like, please, please, body, wake me up with contractions in the night. And lo and behold, I did not get a full night's sleep. Um, Roll on about two in the morning. And the contractions begun and I was generally so pleased. I was so relieved, so grateful. Um, um, So managing those early stages of labour. Now I remember about two in the morning, tiptoeing out of bed and my husband sort of noticed me stirring and and kind of said, is this, is things happening? Is this labour? And I told a little white lie and just said, no, no, I just can't sleep. So I'm just going to go downstairs and watch a film. Which wasn't a total white lie because I did watch a film, just like, I can't remember what it was, a really easy watching chick flick just to have some background noise kind of going on. Um, I made sure I was drinking lots, made myself some marmalade on toast um, and just was mobilising, bouncing on the ball, doing some squats, opening my hips, kind of bounced, paced, lunged breathed, did a lot of breathing, and um, again, lit my favourite candles. And then about half past five in the morning, my husband must have got suspicious and trotted downstairs to find me. Um, and by this point, I couldn't really diagnose those powerful waves of contractions. They were coming every couple of minutes, um, lasting for 50 to 60 seconds, kind of nice and regular. And, and the app that, that everyone has a contraction timing app was saying, you need to go to hospital need to go to hospital and I'm saying I'm a midwife I'll tell you when we're going to hospital not not a piece of technology and because I felt really comfortable they were intense when they came but when they went they'd gone and I was totally normal relaxed eating drinking happy days it's like this is fine like I can do this put the tens on which I loved was hitting boost I remember we've got like a pillar in our living room and I would grab hold of the pillar when a contraction came and press the boost button and then it would go I would just breathe it away just like a nice nice kind of mountain it kind of gradually build out you had a peak and then at that peak I knew things were easing off so it felt really comfortable felt like I was coping really nicely um and definitely moving around for me was a really great tool and a tool that I think should be in every woman's labor toolbox as they prepare for birth because not only does it help optimize baby's position and open your pelvis but it really is a great form of pain relief as well (laughs) 
We're just taking a quick pause from this episode so that I can share with you a brand that I know you're going to love as much as I do. My Little Finley is growing up fast and is almost on the move, which means it's now time to start making our home safe for him. Did you know that every single week, at least one child under five years of age dies in an accident? 75% of which happen in their own home. I think this is terrifying. And this is why the team at Cheeky Rascals offer a variety of products that not only help make parents' lives easier, but are also the safest on the market, including brands like Love to Dream, Rocket, and the Fred Baby Proofing Safety Range, which has everything you need to keep your little ones safe and your mind at ease. I want to support you to make your home safer for your little one and prevent them coming to any harm. So Cheeky Rascals are sponsoring this podcast and offering you 15% off Fred safety products using the code midwifepip15. Um, hydration and nutrition were in full swing my husband had that covered was getting me to sip in between made me another round of toast I definitely did not go into labor with an empty stomach um but I love a snack so that worked well and I was very aware that when labor got a bit more advanced I wouldn't want to eat so I knew it was important that I got some calories and some nutrition on board at these early stages while I felt as able to and so I suppose in terms of like an early latent phase of labour, I don't think it was very long. And I really put that down to my little boy being really low in my pelvis and also in a really optimal position, which I don't think was by luck. I had done lots of physiolog- um, physical birth preparation to try and optimise his position. And that's one of the incredible passions that I have when I teach my online courses is those that third trimester preparation can be super, super helpful. Um, so I kind of done all that and felt felt really great and prepared. So a couple more hours, I suppose, went around, went away at home. Time's a really odd thing in labour. It kind of doesn't correspond. It's really hard to identify certain times. It kind of just flies, flip, well, certainly for me, it kind of flew by. Um, so my husband became a little bit worried about traffic on the way to hospital. And there was roadworks as well where we lived. So if there was traffic and roadworks, it could have taken us like an hour and a half. Um, I think he was starting to think, I don't think she's going to want to sit in the car for an hour and a half. So phone my friend who was on call for us. And she was like, mm, let me listen to a couple of contractions. And she was like, yeah, I think come in. So started making our way in. I'm actually pleased I listened to him at that point. And I do remember saying at that point, I can see now the appeal of a home birth because I did find that when to go into hospital and that transition just a bit stressful because I was in this really comfortable environment where I felt like I was coping really nicely, wasn't stressed, felt really relaxed, felt like everything was going really well. But anyway, I did get in the car um, and the, the car journey was a little bit uncomfortable to say the least. Um, so for me, distraction was really helpful. And we sung Rag and Bone Man songs at the top of our voices all the way there. It definitely didn't sound pretty, but it really helped and boost my endorphins, which are our beautiful natural painkillers, um, which really helped me feel more relaxed, calm and kind of happy as we arrived. Um, I was definitely up for maximizing those, even if I sounded like a strangled cat um, screaming like a bone man. And then we arrived at hospital, got parked up as close as we possibly could to the entrance. 
Um, I definitely had a few stops along the corridor with a bit of hip swaying, deep breathing, boosting that TENS machine, which I kept on all the way into hospital and carried on using. And then we arrived at the birth centre, was greeted by our beautiful midwife, incredible friend of mine, um, who came to care for us. And my husband's job, as we'd discussed beforehand, while I knew our midwife was going to be kind of checking me and Finley over, making sure we were all okay, making sure we were in the appropriate place of birth for us. He sat around getting the birth environment spot on. And this is where having that prior communication is really important. So I had some nice music playing, nice mood lighting, my diffuser going, a little snack station. Our focus really was making a space that was really calm and relaxing to promote all that oxytocin and suppress all that adrenaline and to make me feel really comfortable and at ease. And actually these simple, small things really are so effective. I think it had a really positive impact on my overall birth experience. And by this point, labor was established. My contractions were powerful and frequent. I continued to embrace all of those UFO positions that just felt natural and instinctive. And actually for me, I just loved being on the floor. The floor just felt really comfortable, more comfortable than bean bags and balls. The floor just felt really great for me. So that's where I spent the next little bit of time. Um, I made both nature, we were all good. We were all both fine. Everything was going really well. Um, so, I then decided that I would use a birth pool. So things got a bit more intense, I suppose, but I still felt really comfortable. I just felt like I, I wanted a bit of something else and I knew that pool was gonna be my, my plan A birth. So we got into the pool and oh my goodness, dipping into that pool was heavenly. The relief was so, so wonderful. And I had done a lot of swimming in pregnancy and it really reminded me of sinking into the pool on like a warm, hot summer evening where I felt a bit swollen and fatigued and just felt that instant relaxation. Now, my labour in total was just shy of about six hours long. And at the time, I think I would probably have told you that I felt every single one of those hours. But looking back, it felt like it zoomed by. Um, I didn't stay in the pool after my initial dip. I did pop out partly because I vomited in it. Not my proudest moment, but a very common side effect to labor. And partly because I opted to have a little dose of pathogen, which really allowed me to gain a little bit of rest. Our baby was super low in my pelvis. So as a result, I was getting some pelvic pain then in between the contractions that just didn't ease up. So I didn't have that comfort in between anymore. And it just helped take the edge off that. And it helped me switch off my midwife head, which I think was really important. And something that next time I'll work on more is I think switching off my midwife head. So I had a couple of hours respite, which was exactly what I needed. The pathogen worked really nicely. Um, although that being said, every time a contraction came, I dashed from a snug sideline position on like a comfy bean bag to run to the toilet. Um, and actually toilets are a really popular place for women to labor. And again, it just felt instinctive. It just felt like that's where I needed to be. So I, so I went with it. Um, and, and the benefit of that was I continued to then stay nice and mobile. Now it turned out on another examination that actually it was the waters behind my baby's head that had burst the day before and the waters in front were still intact. So essentially providing a bit of a cushion between little Finley's head and my cervix. 
So at this point, our midwife break those waters and I jump back in the pool. And Finley, our beautiful baby boy with a head of jet black hair, was born calmly in the water very soon after this. I was beyond blessed to lift him up to my chest, surrounded by the kindest, most compassionate and supportive team. I can feel myself welling up just talking about it. I can't even begin to describe how I felt in that moment. It was just amazing. Like the the rush of love was incredible. As a midwife, I was fully aware of all of the potential labor complications. So I definitely felt a sense of relief. As a mum, I felt completely overwhelmed with love for this tiny, perfect, beautiful baby. An amount of love that I never even knew was possible. And as a woman, I felt strong and proud of what my body had achieved. I felt like I could take on the world. Genuinely, it was the most incredible and empowering day of my life. And my husband felt that moment with me. I could tell just by looking at his eyes, the whole team felt our, I think our rush of oxytocin really. And I often talk about the potential twists and turns of labor and believe that regardless of what a birth look like, looks like for each individual, it should always leave women feeling the way I was fortunate enough to feel on this day. And honestly, it has only made me even more relentlessly passionate to continue teaching my online courses. Sure, there were, I suppose, a few twists and turns in my own birth, as there commonly is. So I couldn't pass urine in labor. Again, really common, but really important that our bladders are looked after and emptied because a full bladder can inhibit a baby descending through the birth canal and also can damage the bladder itself. So I had a couple of catheters inserted just to make sure that was looked after. My placenta was a bit stubborn to come out. So I had an obstetric consultant come and give us a hand with that as well. And, and it's funny because none of this mattered. None of those mattered. I was supported with compassion by the team with me. I was made to feel safe. I was empowered to make informed choices throughout And afterwards, we cuddled up as a family, tucking into chili con con carne and sticky toffee pudding, whilst Finley found his absolute love for milk, which has lasted. Um, And we sat there calmly in a bubble of amazement. Um, We we didn't tell anyone we'd gone into labour, so we surprised our parents, first of all, with a little FaceTime call with a little Finley on the camera, and they were just you know, overwhelmed and and so happy to hear that he was here safely and that we were all well and to see how beautiful he looked. I know I'm a bit biased, but I really think he was beautiful. Um, And then a few hours later, there we were leaving the hospital in which I've spent many years working, but this time leaving with our baby in my arms, ready to enter this new chapter of our lives, really capsulated in a love like just like no other. I didn't even know this level of love and elation was possible. And I really feel following my birth that I couldn't be prouder to be a woman, a mum and a midwife. And I really hope by me sharing my honest birth story with you guys, it has helped you to recognise that actually 
you too can have a really positive empowered birth it might not look like mine it might look the opposite to mine you might plan a cesarean birth you might you know it could be anything but you should still feel like i felt that moment i birthed thinly um so please do come and join me on one of my courses so that i can support you to make sure you feel that way too because it's so important and you know what as women we are absolutely incredible and we we deserve that we deserve that empowerment that information that education to make sure that our birth experiences are incredible and therefore our starts to the postpartum and motherhood are amazing too and that's it for another episode i hope you enjoyed listening Remember, you can use your exclusive discount code PODCAST15 on all my online courses. And why not check out my free mini course while you're there too? If you enjoyed listening to this episode, remember to hit subscribe so you're the first to hear about all the upcoming chats too. And I'd be immensely grateful if you could take a couple of minutes to leave me a quick podcast review too. I look forward to speaking to you again very soon. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the aging process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip (laughs) off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford, and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.